So one of the things, before I even do that, why don't I say what I'm supposed to say? We want to welcome people back, or we want to welcome people to the Single Dad, Why You Mad podcast. And why am I forgetting to say that? Because I used to say it all the time, and we decided we're not going to do that, uh, do too much of that introduction all the time. We're just going to get to it. So um, if you're new here, go read Define Print on the website, and you will find out who we are and why we're here. And if you are a repeat offender, then you know why we're here and what we're doing. So uh, how about we, you know, just uh, recap real quick uh, the week before we get into the subject at hand. Yeah, uh, pretty much a lot of the same. Daddy in working, uh, technical difficulties all around, car acting up, internet acting up. So I'm here recording from my office today versus being in my comfy uh dirty basement how about you so so yeah but why don't you be clear when you say what you mean by recording from your office people think that we're doing this the way everybody else is doing it right oh no 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 so well firstly those who, who have listened to us kind of understand that we do this virtually you're recording from new york i'm recording from connecticut and uh we rely heavily on on the power of the interwebs to connect us so that we can have these conversations with, with our guest stars and uh, in my case, I usually record from a little studio that I set up in my basement. But due to technical difficulties, I came running into my office at work, figuring I'd be able to download the software. But due to firewalls, couldn't. So I'm using my phone anyway. This, the sound quality isn't suffering today. Yeah, you do sound clearer. You, so that was some of the feedback that I actually got from somebody, is that, David, your voice actually sounds a little harder than everybody else's. How do you fix that? And I've been trying to figure out a way how to fix that to even them out in the edit or whatever else it is. But I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll fix it. So I was like muscle throat. <laughs> Somebody <told>. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you can hear our guests laughing in the background. And we're, gonna, uh, we're just going to take one more minute because I wanted to ask you something, Claude. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, at some point, I'm going to ask, you know, our guests to speak to this also, right? You know, um, she may not have direct experience with it but she may um, all right this is you know again part of our single moms perspective where we like to hear from single moms about raising kids on their own also um and we do that i mean we probably got more single moms up here uh than single dads up to this point but we're going to fix that right we're working on that right we're working on it yeah we're working on that we actually uh want to get some single dads who are not doing business with their kids to have a conversation with them. So if anybody's listening and you know a single dad that does not business with his kid, am I saying that right, Clark? You are, or if you are a single dad who listens in and for some reason you're not businessing with your kids right now, give a call in or contact us because we'd like to hear from you. We'd love to have a conversation with you about it, right? And I think it'd be pretty brave if somebody did come on here, if they paid any attention to some of the stuff we say and we do anyway, right? Right, right. Yeah, but um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is so, and and we don't really do the relevant topic um, of the week, but this topic I thought was particularly important because it's relative to you. Hyman talk. What talk? (laughs) He hasn't been paying attention, obviously, right? Hyman talk. Hyman talk. H-Y-M-E-N talk. Right. That's what aware? I thought you said. Are you I'm aware not... of this? Are you aware of this? No, I'm not. What, what, what is Hyman talk? 
So TI. Yeah. Oh, goes, wait, he, oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go so ahead. now you know. Yeah, yeah. Him, him taking his daughter to the doctor and, and, and asking for a report. Yes. From the doctor. Yes. Yeah. So Yo. you, wait, hold on. Let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right? Go ahead. You got three, three daughters, right? Right. How do you feel about what he did and or said? One, outside of what you do with your daughters. I'm going to circle back to what you do with your daughters. How do you feel about what he said and what he did? Okay. So let, let me clarify. Most of what I've heard about it has been secondhand. I didn't watch his interview. I didn't listen to what he had to say. And you correct me if I'm wrong. From my understanding, he you know, wanted to ensure that his daughter maintained her virginity and during her medical checkups had her doctor reporting back to him that she maintained her hymen. Is, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Um, that's about the only short that I've heard about it. I, you know, listen, everybody parents in a different way. Everybody has different relationships with their kid. I think there's also an, an incredible double, double standard that goes along with it. So if you have sons, you know, you out here like, yo, patting your sons on the back, which from what I understand he did, his 15 year old or 16 year old son is on tour with him hooking up and he's like, yeah, he's a man. He's giving him yeah. condoms. He's making sure he wears condoms. Right. I mean, I look at it like this. As, as a dude who's been surrounded by women his entire life. And has three know, daughters. And has three daughters. There's two perspectives. Remind us how old they are. Remind us how old they are. 18, 13, and 11. Go ahead. Right? I said there's two perspectives to this. Firstly, as a man, how can you disparage a woman who shares a son with you? That's like somebody who gives you gold and you mad at them because they gave you gold. You know, it, 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 you know, we treasure it. We love it. So why is that, why is that a problem? You know, but there's also an, in, an intrinsically male, well, I won't even say intrinsically male. It, it's a societal programming to the male mind that it's very much like capture the flag. I can do whatever I want on somebody else's territory, but they can't do it on mine. That said, like, I try to be very frank from my perspective now. I try to be very frank and honest with my daughters. I try to have open conversations with them. And I feel in turn, they have open conversations with me. What, you know, do I think any of my daughters is particularly ready for, for a sexual relationship? No. As a father, would I hope they hold out until they're 30-something or until I'm dead? Absolutely. <laughs> Do I think that's realistic? Absolutely not. Are you trying to control it? You know, I'm not trying to control it. I, I don't think being a controlling dude is also, I also don't think that's in my nature. I'm not the dad who's like, damn it, you better do this, then the third, or you're cut off or whatever. I lay out the, the, the facts of stuff and I, I lay out, you know, the practicality of stuff. Does it always sink in? Nah, they can't, you know, but I hope as they approach or they're contemplating, they have real conversations with me about it. So and, yeah, that, that's, that was the second piece I was going to ask you. Do, don't you think that the better route is to have a relationship with your children where they are comfortable enough to come talk to you and you don't feel like you have to go check up on them? I, absolutely. Like, here's, here's the thing. And, and, you know, you can 
absolutely look at, at parts of your life and people who've come in and out of your life. And the kids who were held with the tightest grasp were the ones who slipped through their parents' fingers, almost always. Like, almost all of the, the, like, the hardcore hooligans I grew up with were cops' kids or preachers' kids who were rebelling or kids whose parents wouldn't let them leave the house or leave the front porch and then they went, went away to college and come back pregnant or come back with, you know, having gotten somebody pregnant. So I, I, at least in my observation, you know, who's to say how it'll work out, you know, knock on wood. But like, in my observation, having that open, honest dialogue with your kids and making it so that they feel like, yo, some shit is going wrong or something has hit the fan. Let me go talk to dad. Okay, last thing. And I'm asking this because of the similarities. His daughter is 18. Yeah. Yours is 18 now also. Right. You think 18 is too early to be having sex? You know, if I, and I say this in retrospect as an adult, right? Because I was sexually active before I was 18. And I look back at 18-year-olds. I look back at where I was 18. I go, Jesus Christ, I had no business doing anything. And I, I look at my kid and I go like, yo, son, you got no business. And there's a lot of people who go, oh, yo, you're 18, you're an adult, you can do whatever you want. Legally, yeah, but, oh, nah, man, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna do the Will Smith, Martin Lawrence when the boys come knocking on the door? Oh, oh I, like, I, I absolutely have. Like, you, you've met my sisters, and you know, like, I have two of them that are older than me, and one younger sister. And when dudes would show up in, back in Brooklyn, they would have to walk through you know, a, a, a front porch with at least 15, 20 dudes sitting on it, you know, looking at them like, yo, who are you here to see? And we were usually chill. We weren't like trying to strong up nobody, but you knew it, it, it was deep when you walked up. Um, interesting story. Like, as you say that, that Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, my oldest daughter, her first boyfriend, this was like her freshman year of high school. And he happened to go through, I can't remember if she showed him or he happened to like go on my, my Instagram back then. And it was public. And it was like a bunch of footage of me working out back when I you know, used to be active or whatever. And he got shook and started looking on the internet for like headgear and protective gear because he figured I would beat the hell out of him when I saw him. So I and, said it was only going to be one more thing, but I'm sorry. I got wrapped up in it. So let's pivot, right? Yeah, let's pivot. Um, so we have a guest. Um, part of the single mom's perspective. Um, and I'm going to allow her to introduce herself as she feels, you know, fit like we always do, number one, and to tell about as much about her as she feels fit, while at the same time, if she decides she wants to remain anonymous, that's completely fine. If she decides she wants to speak truth to who, or if she wants to provide visibility to who she is, that's fine. The only thing I am going to do is I'm going to read her email. Okay? Let's set it off. I'm waiting for her to give me a nod. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, dear Chris and David, I can absolutely relate to the latest episode with Lynette. Our stories are very similar in the aspect that my son's dad was also married when my son was conceived. The only difference is he is very involved in my son's life and he and his wife are still married. It was extremely rocky in the beginning, but we currently successfully co-parent, and his wife and I have met, 
but we do not interact with each other. I would love to tell my story on your podcast from the aspect of when a father is still involved despite being married. Best regards, introduce yourself. <laughs> hey y'all, I'm Maniqua. Um, I'm a single mom to an 18 month old. His name is Malachi. Um, I reside in Houston, Texas, and I am a teacher, a blogger, YouTuber, all those different things. Well, welcome aboard, and, and thank you for coming on, Monique. No problem. Thank you for having me. So before we get into what you do, your blog, what your blog is about, and what, what your YouTube channel content is like, we generally start these sessions with one major question. How the fuck did you get here? Here <laughs> um, we ask that question, right? We asked that question, meaning because we asked it of ourselves in the first episode, right? Mm -hmm. That is our founding question. I did not go into this parenting thing. I did not go into life with the idea that I was going to be picking my kid up from daycare, bringing him home, feeding him, giving him a bath, and putting him to bed three or four days a week, and the other three or four days a week. Um, his mama would be doing it. I didn't think that that's the way it was going to be. I had the best of intention when I thought about my life. But here is where I am. And that's what the question is. How did you get here if those were not your intentions? Um, my intention was never to have children. I was always that person who was like, I'm never going to have kids. That's not in the cards for me. However, my son's dad, I've known him for 19 years since I was a child, but I was more so friends with his sister because we were the same age. So we reconnected about two years ago at a friend's going away party. Her husband was stationed in Japan, so they were leaving. And he messaged me on Facebook after the party, never mentioned once that he was married, doesn't wear a ring. There's no pictures of his wife on his social media, nothing. So I didn't know he was married from the beginning. And then I asked, was he married or did he have a girlfriend? He said that that's not something I would need to worry about because she had moved on. And so I asked more probing questions and he had this story that now I think about it, it sounded really rehearsed that he and his wife were separated, which that part was true because I've since talked to her, and they were getting divorced when she finished school. Well, that didn't happen. Um, when I found out that he was still with, like I got back together and he didn't tell me, that's when I broke things off. And that's when I also found out I was pregnant. Also, at that time, I was set to be moving to China to teach English to kids in China. So give us some time frames here, right? How old were you when you first found out about this party? This is in 2017, so I was 29. Okay. No, 28. So at 28, you're at a party, you meet a guy, mm -hmm. you guys exchange numbers, he appears to be not attached, even though you've known him for 19 years, you knew mm -hmm. that he looked, or you had no idea he was attached at the time. You date for a little bit. How long did you date before you found out that he actually was attached? Three months. You dated for three months and you found out he was actually attached. No, I knew when he told me, when I asked him, he told me he was married, but they were separated. Mm -hmm. And so during that time, between the time we started talking and the time I found I was pregnant, they had gotten back together. 
but he didn't tell me. And that was and that took three months. Yes. So there were no signs like he show up missing or he didn't show up or anything like that. He, mm -hmm. he regularly was there. Whenever mm -hmm. you call, he would pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. Whenever y'all were supposed to meet or go out to dinner, you did that. Whenever mm -hmm. he came over, he spent the night. He didn't have to get up mm -hmm. in, the, in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. um, did you ever go over his place? I did. So it was kind of like back and forth. So it'd be so maybe you every went other over day. Over a place, even though he was getting back with his wife, he had another place for you to come to. No, it's the same place that he and his wife live in now. But at the time, she had moved out, so uh -huh. none of her stuff was there. It was just him there. So I see Clark chomping at the bit to talk about his uh, time for gay Clark. I, I know it. Yeah. No, I. You know, it, it, it's funny because I, I. You know, you you heard me say it a thousand times. You know, time and affection, time and attention versus affection and intent, right? But more so, like I, I'm I'm chomping a bit to like probe a little bit more. So you've known him for you known him for 19 years. You were close with his sister. Was he also military? No. Um, mm -hmm. but lived lived in the same town, lived lived in the same area. Mm -hmm. and, and how long did you guys go without seeing each other before you reconnected at this party? So that was in 2017. I think the last time I may have seen him was in 2005. Oh wow! So you you went a long while without seeing. Yeah. Him. Mm -hmm. Had he moved away, or was he? Um... He's older, so he's about three years older. So he had graduated and moved. Um, by the time I started high school. Okay. So he, so he took off and, and moved out of town, but he came mm -hmm. back around the time of this party. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and as you're dating him, you know, so she, she had made the choice to move out. You know, they, they were, they were separated. You guys are, are having this relationship and you're seeing each other pretty frequently. How, how often were you seeing each other? If not every day, it was every other day. Wow. So, so yeah, the, the NRE, as I call it, the new relationship energy. So things are hot and heavy. You're spending a lot of time together. You know, mm -hmm. You're in each other's space all the time. So how did you ultimately find out that they have got together? He kept telling me about this trip that he was going on. He was going on a cruise. And I just assumed he was going with his friends. I didn't find out until maybe two weeks after he came back when his stepmother posted the pictures on Facebook and tagged him and his wife. Oh, so he went with the family and, and the wife. Mm-hmm. Mind you, it was a church cruise because his father is a pastor. So, so church cruise, he goes with his entire family. They play mm -hmm. house and they reconcile on this cruise or before the cruise? To this day, I have no idea. You said his mom tagged him and his wife. Mm -hmm. So does, does his fam did his family know about you and him? No. You just happened to be on his mom's page or Facebook or something? No, like I was on his page and I saw that he had been tagged in the pictures. Oh. Yeah, because mm -hmm. what happens if somebody else tags you? you know, it shows up on your timeline. You know yeah. Mm -hmm. So you just click on that, whatever it is and it just pops you over to that picture. And then you see, and, and, and what was the word? What were the exact words? So-and-so with his wife? No, it was both of them on a four-wheeler. Him and his wife on a four-wheeler. But did they tag it so-and-so and his wife? Oh, they tagged him and they tagged his wife's name. And, you, and you'd seen her before and you knew what she looked like? You knew who she was? Mm-mm. 
So I guess my question is, how did you know that was his wife? Because for one, they had the same last name and I knew that, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, and I knew only him, his sister and his brother and his parents had that last name, but nobody else. So in the picture, I could tell it was his wife. So a fairly uncommon last name, I take it, right? Yeah. So how did the conversation go down after you saw it? To be honest, I didn't say anything. I just kind of distanced myself from him until about a week later i found out i was pregnant so you you were just like okay let me just cut my losses i'm not even i'm not even messing with it they're doing their thing over there this was nice i'm out yeah because i was going to china so i was just like okay that's whatever i'm about to leave anyway so so you find out you're pregnant mm -hmm. and what was your thought process then because you, you said you were somebody who was not planning to have kids. You weren't looking to have kids. It, it wasn't on your radar. Um, when I took the first pregnancy test, I thought it was a joke. I kind of just laughed it off. And then I took a second one, and I was like, okay, this is not a joke. And at that point, I was more so angry that I let myself, you know, get trapped in that situation. So so that 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 is... Um something that I wanted to ask a minute, a minute ago. And, you know, you can answer or you can not answer, right? Where mm -hmm. you said that you did not want to have children. What were you doing so that you could not have children? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Explain to us your thought process there. Have you ever been pregnant? No. So mm -hmm. you have never been pregnant before this? Mm -mm. Never had a scare, nothing. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, but it's not that you didn't think you could get pregnant. It was more so I thought that I could couldn't because I have had issues in the past uh -huh. that made me believe that I could not have children. And the simple fact that I've never been pregnant, I was like, okay, well, maybe I can't have kids. So I was happy about that. So you find out you're pregnant and you're saying to yourself, holy shit. Mm -hmm. And then you're mad at yourself because you were not better prepared, meaning you weren't actively preventing pregnancy. Right. You weren't mad at him because he was married mm -mm. or because you found out he was married. Nope. That hadn't even crossed my mind. My only focus was I'm here pregnant. He was like a distant thought. So you find out you're pregnant. You take the second pregnancy test. Then what? Um, I went to my mom's house because we were going painting that day with my grandmother. And I told my mom she was ecstatic and Your jumping for joy. That you were pregnant. Yes, because she doesn't have any grandkids. And she's been wanting grandkids since forever. Did she so, know you were pregnant from? Um, not till I told her. I mean, she wasn't upset or anything because she knew him and she knew his parents. But just the fact that he was married, that's what she was pissed about. But she, she knew him. She knew the family. She knew... Mm -hmm. So she had familiarity with them. Are you the only kid or do you have siblings? I have a brother, but I'm the oldest. So you're the oldest. So mm -hmm. there's also that 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 parental clock that's going, okay, like you're my oldest kid, make with the grandbabies. So mm -hmm. so that there there was probably that push. She started off ecstatic, she's pissed off because this guy went back to his his his, his marriage. Mm -hmm. kind of leaving you in a lurch was everyone fairly supportive of your pregnancy oh very yes my brother was also here at that time he lives in dc but um they were supportive the main thing was making sure that he was going to help mm -hmm. and so um i did end up telling him 
and well, I mean, let's, we let's, assume... let's, before we get to that conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's an important conversation. Did you end up going to China? No. So I could have. I still could have. And I told um, my sponsor who worked at the school there, and she was like, that's fine because they do have daycare programs, everything like that. And there are teachers there that have children. But my thing is, I didn't want to be in a foreign country having a child, having my first child. And so yeah. I decided to stay. And you made that decision how far into the pregnancy? Maybe a month or so. Okay. Because it was about two months before I was supposed to leave. Oh, wow. So yeah. you were supposed to be like headed out. Mm-hmm. And had just my visa and everything. And found out. Wow. So how did the conversation go down? How did you tell him? Um, I called him. He didn't answer. And so I sent a picture of both of the pregnancy tests. And then he called me. So, so, and, so, so, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, how long after the pregnancy test did you decide to call him and tell him? Maybe like a couple of hours. It was the same day. Same day. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you found out, you called him to tell him. Yeah, after I came to my mom's house to tell her, then I called him. Yeah. But okay. did, did, did the idea of abortion ever enter your mind? See, that comes up in the conversation I had with him. Okay. Your story, <laughs> you tell it. I'm going to keep my mouth shut now. Go. Tell your story. Um, so when he called, he thought I was joking. And I told him, I'm like, no, I'm not joking. And because he didn't want kids and he doesn't have any kids with his wife. And so his thing was, you know, that's when he finally came and told me, oh, we got back together. We're about to go through counseling. I'm like, that's a lie. You're just telling me that now because I'm telling you I'm pregnant. So that's when he tells me that he's not going to be there, that I should just get an abortion and that he'll give me the money. And abortion hadn't crossed my mind until he said that. So I thought about it after we got off the phone because I was just like, this conversation is not going anywhere. So I did the very next day go to the abortion clinic and that solidified my decision to not abort my son the the trip to the clinic because you were you were opposed to the idea to begin with mm -hmm. and, it, and then going to the clinic you know, solidified it mm -hmm. okay um do you mind telling me what at the clinic solidified it or like really hit home for you um so when I got there, there were so many women there waiting to have abortions. Hey, so many women. People can think you can walk into a waiting room and there's 10 women sitting there. 15 No, it was about 20, 30. 20 wow. or 30 women? Yes. You remember what day it was? It was on a Monday. Monday so it was Monday. August 14th, exactly. Yes. Only mm -hmm. A whole lot of shit went down over the weekend. Go ahead. Yes. And so um, when they call you back, to do the ultrasound you're sitting in this long hallway and there's maybe eight women sitting with you there were a bunch of women crying there was one woman talking about this was like her seventh abortion that is nothing to cry about that is going to be easy and right next to where we're sitting is where is the room where the abortions take place so i see the women coming out sedated they're taking them out the back of the clinic to not take them out the front because there's protesters. protesters. And at that point, I was like, okay, uh -uh. this is not for me. And I was there by myself. So you, you, you were there initially to have the procedure or just an initial consultation? 
it was initial consultation. Yeah, but you but you knew from from sitting there that 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 wasn't that wasn't for you. Uh, yeah. uh, do you mind telling us what the racial makeup of the uh, women were there? Mostly white and Hispanic. There was a very slim number of black women there. I think at most five, but it was mostly white and Hispanic. And this is in Houston proper. Mm -hmm. So you walk out of there, you're like, nah, son, this, this ain't going down, this ain't for me. What did the phone call go like afterwards with him? When I told him that I wasn't going to, he said he hoped that I would change my mind, but he still met up with me to give me the $500. And I told him, I said, you can give me the $500, but I'm still not going to go through with it. And so after that, I did not hear from him until December that mm -hmm. year. So now at this point, you're what, five months? Four, four or five months? Uh, yeah, about four months. Now, when you say you didn't hear from him, meaning you had reached out to him through that five months, or you mm -hmm. had reached out to him and he hadn't reached out to you? Mm-mm. Because so, the last conversation that we had, he said that he wasn't going to be around. He wasn't going to help. Don't talk to him. Nothing. And after you came from the abortion clinic where he was going to give you the $500, you said, I'm not going to get this. Mm -hmm. But you intermittently reached out with him for the next five months or you just didn't reach out to him and he didn't reach out to you? I just don't. I'm not, I wasn't we didn't reach out to each other. I didn't reach out to him because I was just like, it's pointless. So I was just like, I'll just cut my losses with that and just raise my son by myself. I was prepared to raise him by myself. I was in a financial space to raise him by myself. So I was good without having him there. And when you say in a financial space to raise him by yourself, meaning you had your own place, you're not relying on nobody, you're gainfully employed. Uh, do mm -hmm. you mind if I ask how much education you have? I have a bachelor's. And you were teaching English as a second language to some students? I was going to, but that same week, I got a job interview for the school that I work at now. And they hired you while you were pregnant? Mm -hmm. Don't you love those places? I love those places. Hired um, me on the side. Yeah. On the side, yeah. So um, five months in, he reaches back to you. Or do you reach out to him? He reached out to me. Um, he said he wanted to sit down and have a conversation because his thing was the baby wasn't his. That was what he was going off of, that the baby is not his. And that he's not trying to be responsible for anybody else's child. And so... Yeah, if you had... So this is what I don't... So I'm confused with his... Yeah mindset right if you hadn't reached out to him for five months why would he reach back to you to say to you the baby not mine i have no idea yeah clark because i know you got you you think i know you think you you, you know why that guilt man listen you know, I, my my cousin used to say this all the time because he he was a dude you know one of my older older cousins he's a dude who's got to be like in his 70s pushing 80 now and he had quite a few kids he was active with his kids. He took care of his kids. His kids all knew each other. You know, but he would always say, if I ain't go there, they can't call my name. It take two people to make a baby. If you showing up and as you sending troops to camp, it, it's quite possible that it's yours. How are you going to sit there and go, it ain't mine? To be honest, I think, let me rewind to when, before we cut communication, my mom had called his stepmom and told her that I was pregnant. They was on his ass. They oh, were on yes. his ass. So he didn't even have a chance to tell his story. They was they on was his ass. Before he could even come up with a lie, because that is one thing he is good at doing is lying. Yes, my mom told his stepmom. I don't know what kind of conversation they had, 
but that's when right before we cut ties and I don't know if he had been talking to his parents over that period of time I don't know if he had told his wife over that period of time but some kind of conversation must have happened for him to contact me and decide to change his mind so he wants to have a conversation with you talk further now it's his paternity go ahead what how did that conversation go did you meet up someplace um he came to my apartment and so he wanted mainly for me to name my son after him to make him a junior i told him he can fuck himself so i'm confused again hold on wait wait wait. you 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 interrupted her her rebuttal what was your responsibility i told him he could go fuck himself i'm not gonna name my son after him no that's not gonna happen so so he went from and and, and i think this is where you were headed david he went from this ain't my kid to name him after me Mm -hmm. in how in how much time five minutes ten minutes after he walked through the door what no it was probably in the first 10 minutes that we started talking because he was like he you know, wants to be involved. He's not going to be a deadbeat and all this other stuff. And I'm just looking at him like, where is this coming from? Because it sounds like a bunch of bullshit. But when he showed up, the conversation was supposed to be about, he's not sure if this is mine. I yes. know that it's mine. Mm-hmm. But, by, but 10 minutes into it, he's like, name him after me. I want a junior. Mm-hmm. For and someone who did not want kids, you want your you want a child named after you? So you're sitting there, you're having a conversation. You said, I'm not going to do that. Then what? Um, he told me that he was going to set up a bank account, or like a joint bank account, and that he would put money in the account. And I knew what he was trying to do. He was trying to get me to not put him on child support. And so he said, after I had my son and he took a DNA, if he was his, then he would set up that account and put money in it. And that was really the end of that. And so he would call every morning to see how I was doing to the point where it kind of got annoying that he was calling me every morning to ask me how I was doing. So I'm just like, you have a whole wife. Why are you worried about how I'm doing? You should be worried about her. Had he had told his wife up until this point, did you ask that? He told me no because he didn't know how she was going to react. He didn't want to tell her until he found out whether or not my son was his. Yeah. Why 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 fuck yourself up if you don't have to? It would have been in his best interest to tell her prior to me having him though. That that begs the question, did he tell her before the baby showed up? I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's time for delivery. Mm-hmm. You at the hospital by yourself or you at the hospital with your family? I did not have my son in the hospital. I went, I had a midwife because uh-huh. I don't do hospitals. So I was like, I'm not doing that. So I had a midwife um, and she has a birthing center in her house. So essentially it was a home birth. So I was there with my mom, my grandmother, and my stepdad. Did you let him know that you were in labor? Yes. How did he respond? He he wanted to be there, but I didn't want him there. It was just weird for me. Like, why would you want to be there? Like, would your wife be okay with that? That was my thing. And so he ended up not coming. So this is my opinion, but you were really being tough on him, weren't you? Well, the thing is, I wanted a positive birth. And I knew with him being there, it would be a very negative environment because at my midwife, there's like music, the lights are dim, there's essential oils going. Like I didn't need that negative energy trying to okay. deliver myself. All right, all right, that's fair. Um, and far be it from me, who have never had a baby, to say what could and could not be positive energy, right? Because my initial reaction, as the male chauvinist pig that I am, is to say, but if the father is there, him being there. When the ch- did you already know you were having a boy? Mm-hmm. When his son comes into the world and the son gets to see the dad 
and like Kuta Kinte holding up the only thing great <laughs> greater than yourself. And I have absolutely done that with all of my kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what I'm saying? How can you get more positive energy than that? But I digress. So go ahead. You have the baby. Mm -hmm. He's wonderful. He's healthy. Boom, boom, boom. Right? Mm -hmm. When do you go get the DNA test? Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, when is the first time he sees his kid? The same day. So when I left my midwife's house, I came to my mom's house because I was going to stay with her for a couple months and then go to my apartment. So he came to see my son the same day that he was born. Do you notice, Clark, that she keeps saying he came to see my son? Do you mm -hmm. notice that? <laughs> Do you notice? I, I, I'm, watching, I'm watching your involuntary cringe. I, I, dude, I got a little thing here where you know you do slash, 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 cross. So you're, you're up to 10. You're up to 10. I've got two crosses right here. You're up to 10. My you've, been keep, you've, been keep, you've been keeping track? Listen, listen, I respect you. I respect you. I just wanted to point out that you have said my son. When I asked about him, you said he came to see my son. You've said mm -hmm. that at least 10 times. But go ahead, keep going. When he looked at him the crazy thing is he looked at him he said i know he's mine he looks like he's mine but i'm just not sure and at that point i asked him to leave that's how i just go home because i don't have time for that and did he leave yes okay. he didn't have a choice and the next time he came back maybe it was a couple of days later uh-huh so he was coming over very frequent if not every day it was every other day did he bring any milk no i breastfeed and i still breastfeed so. okay but he would bring diapers, he would bring wipes. Whenever I asked him that, that I needed, he would bring it. Okay. And when, if ever, did a DNA test happen? Maybe two to three months after my son was born. And how did that conversation come up? He came to my apartment one day with a DNA test. And I was like, okay, let's get this over with. And it was more so just like, my thing is why did it take so long? Now, mind you, I had already filed for child support prior to this, but I didn't tell him that I did. Now, when you say already filed for child support, you mean as soon as your son was born? I waited a month. You waited a month until your son was born, then you filed for child support. Mm -hmm, because I knew he was bullshitting about the card. Because the thing is, he hadn't brought up the DNA test any time from when we had last talked in December up until after my son was born. He had not brought that up. So I'm going to challenge you here, all right? Mm -hmm. You ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. So earlier you said, I was ready to raise my son on my own. I was in a financial place to do it. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, why file for child support? And I believe that you should. I believe mm -hmm. that every man should pay his fair share. I believe mm -hmm. that every woman should take care of her fair share. Parents should be equally involved according to, you know, um, their resources, right? Mm -hmm. But the question is, then why did you file? What was your, your energy behind that? When he decided he wanted to be in my son's life, but he wasn't willing to do more than just give me whatever I would ask for whenever he could get it to me, I'm just like, no, if you're going to be in his life, that includes taking care of him financially. If you're going to be a part of his life, that's financially, that's physically, mentally, all of that. All of that goes into taking care of a child. You can't just pop in and pop out whenever you feel like That's fair. I agree. And did he ever set up the bank account that he had promised, or, or was that just smoke? That's actually a funny story. So when he found out 
that I have filed for child support, we were supposed to go to the child support office. He never showed. So they put out a, I think it's called a warrant for him because he didn't show. So he finally got served the papers. We go to court. Now he tells me that he never told me he was going to set up a bank account. Yet he tells the judge that he was going to set up a bank account. Mind you, this is in October now. So my son is six months. And so I'm just like, okay, but you told me that you never said that, but now you're telling the judge that you were going to. But no, he never set up the account. He claimed he was saving money to put into the account. I said, that's not what we had discussed. You're supposed to put money in the account for whatever I needed to get for him. What does he do for a living? To be honest, I don't know now. At that time, he was an electrician. But right now, I know he works for the city of Houston because they called me to put my son on his health insurance and to set up the child support payments. So yeah okay so um the dna test he pulls it out you swab the mouth or whatever else it is right mm-hmm. put it in the bottle you ship it off right mm-hmm. how long does it take for the results to come back about six weeks six weeks the results come back to you or they go back to him he had them sent to me because again i don't think he had told his wife so i got the results your kid is how old at this time this was like two three months in you said right yeah so he may have been about Three or four months. Three or four months old. Okay. Mm-hmm. Results come back to you. What does it look like? What does it say? Uh, 9.9. It had like nine nines after the decimal. So, I mean, 100%. And so I took a picture and I sent it to him. I was just about to say, and you took a picture and you sent it to him. I was <laughs> yeah. just about to say that. Go ahead. You took a picture so and sent it to him. She good with the pictures, ain't she? So you yes. took a picture, you sent mm-hmm. it to him, responded how? He didn't respond. At that because I when I sent the picture I said are you going to set up the bank account now and he didn't respond so I was like okay well at least you know and because he, the whole thing was and, his and, and parents he, and he controlled the sample right he swabbed the mouth and he put it in the jar and he sent it off it's not like he yes. said you do this so it's not right. like you say you fucked around with it right how's she gonna fake the sample unless she's taking his hair sample and sending his own shit in or something <laughs> no, she could have swabbed her own mouth and then swabbed the baby's mouth and sent the shit off or something like that true true so now at this point he's got the dna test back he still hasn't told his wife and that's i only assume that because he had the results sent to me and not to his house that's why all right so you've taken the child support court Mm -hmm. if he and his wife have joint accounts or his check is a little light and she's dependent on that that's going to show up well when i got to court she was there oh yes i I didn't know she was there because i had never really seen her in person i only saw pictures of her but yeah she was there at court and she was very unpleased so the time that he actually showed up she was Mm -hmm. in court okay Mm -hmm. because he probably said i gotta go to court somebody trying to finagle me and she said well i'm going to Mm -hmm. So he might, I I think that he told her before then. So she was there and we were supposed to do a DNA test, but since we had already done a home DNA test, he agreed to use that as the paternity. Well, I I mean, it's, it's, you know, having gone through a separation and granted, we went through a separation ultimately to go through divorce, but both of us were dating during our separation. And the reality is anything could have happened on either end. So I don't know, like, they ultimately reconciled. I don't know how, you know, how she ultimately was mad at him because God knows what she was doing, too. 
You know, it's like, well, I think it's more so because she wants children and they've been married for a long time and he won't give her any. Ah. Uh, and so is, now. That's what I don't understand. Yeah. How is he not giving her any children? Because he doesn't want children. But he's, but, having, then, but, he, but he's not actively doing anything to not have children. If you're right. not actively doing anything to not, you can't not not have kids. Right. You know, it's like Jurassic Park. Nature finds a way. Oh! You know what I'm saying? Nature I'm, finds oh, a excuse way. Excuse my language. Excuse my language. I'm the pull-out king. I am the pull-out king. Like, I don't even play that. Huh? <laughs> I said, I don't even play that. Like, oh. See, I well, know the thing is, you know, my point people... is, it will catch up with you sooner or later. Look at me. I'm 50. I'm 50. And it caught up with me. It will catch up with you sooner. <laughs> right. well, I mean, you have people who are together for years and they never have children, but then they separate and get with other people and they have children. So I don't know. I don't know if it's that she can't have children or that he's just making sure his pullout game is on point with her. I have no idea. All I know is they don't have children. Right. But if you don't, uh, but it, I, I think to David's point and like, my point too is just like if you don't want to have kids, dude, you, you you take measures and you take steps. And, and he knew I was on birth control. He knew you were not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be like, yo, like, cause dudes will look at a girl and go, oh, yo, she trapped me. Yo, you was there. <laughs> you was there. <laughs> yes, man, you was there. I'm like, man, listen. I, like, so, so what did she say to you at court? She didn't have anything to say to me. And the thing was, I was kind of petty towards her because when the attorney general representative called us back, it was just me and him. And I saw her walking with us. I asked the attorney general um, representative, is it just me and him or is it everybody? And she just said, it's just me and him. And she gonna haul off and say, well, I'm his wife. I say, well, she said, it's just me and him. So you can sit down. And I probably should not have said that, but she was already mad. And the thing is, so, she was mad at me, but it's just like, why are you mad at me? So child support, mm-hmm. if you're married, goes mm-hmm. over the income of both people. Both people, right. However, they did not take her income into consideration. They only did his income. And so I'm about to ask for an increase because my son's daycare has gone up. You so no, they didn't take her income into consideration. You say in your letter that you and her have met. When you mm-hmm. say you and her have met, is mm-hmm. that the meeting that you're talking about? No, I officially met her maybe two months after that, maybe in December when we started doing the visitation. We would meet up at um, a local McDonald's and one day he just decided to bring her and didn't even tell me she was going to be there. So of course I already have attitude as soon as I see her because I'm just like, I feel ambushed. Like you should have told me she was going to be here and I would have adjusted my attitude accordingly. So all she did was say hi and just sat in a corner and was on her phone. That was it. So I'm just like, well, why are you here? Um, she probably doesn't want anything else to start up between you two again. Oh, believe me, it's not. Yeah, but the wife would never think that something is not going to start up. And my thing is, if she feels that way, then she should have divorced him. If you're going to be that insecure and still think that he's cheating on you, then why are you with him? And there's truth to what you're saying, but people are human. People are human, and you know, th- there's the investment piece of it all. It's, you know, I've invested, people, pe- you know, it goes back, time and attention, right? 
I've invested this much time in him. You know, I've put this much energy and, and attention into him. I'm not going to let that go. And, you know, one of the things like we, we talk about on the show a lot is like, don't generally leave over infidelity. It'll generally leave when, when there's some sort of person or entity to fight. So in, in her case, it can absolutely be like, okay, I'm invested in this thing because I got to fight for what I got. I won't let this be taken away from me. Realistically, she was probably walking away a handful of months beforehand. But now it's like, oh, I, like I'll throw it away, but I'll be damned if somebody takes it from me. Well, I don't know who's going to take them from her because it ain't going to be me. But my thing is, I'm not the first woman that he has cheated on her with. I'm just the first to get pregnant and actually have the child from what he has told me. So he's had scares before. No, he's had women who've been pregnant before, but they've either miscarried or had an abortion. Since he's been, since he's been married. Yes. <laughs> so, so he, he, so he's sloppy. Is basically what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So, when I originally read this email, right, I thought that I was reading the email of an honorable person, meaning the guy was honorable. I thought mm -hmm. that it was a you got pregnant from a guy who was married and that he said, you know, I fucked up, but I'm going to do the right thing regardless and be there and take care of my kid. But the tone I'm getting, the, the tone I'm getting right now is, yeah, I got this girl pregnant and my stepmama and my daddy and a whole bunch of people was on my fucking ass. So I had to do the right thing. I mm -hmm. had to get involved. And mm -hmm. now, from what I'm hearing, you're trying to, it sounds like you're saying, and now it has morphed into, okay, he actually enjoys parents. Mm -hmm. What is the custody like now? Um, he has him every other Saturday. And I've told him, like, he can take him throughout the week. He can keep him overnight on weekends. Just, you know, give me a schedule. Because he's always bragging about how he doesn't have enough time with him. He sees him two to three days out of the month. And I'm just like, well, every time I ask you to take him, you always have to work or you always have to do something. But he gets him every other Saturday and he buys, he buys him shoes. He'll send him home with new shoes or new clothes, um, anything that he thinks he'll need. When your son sees him, he, he shouts out, oh, daddy, and he's happy to see him? Oh, no, he cries. Like, he, he screams bloody murder every time he sees him. But like, he screams, he cries, he tries to run up under the car. No, he doesn't want to go with him. But does he come back happy? Yes. Okay. So mm -hmm. it just takes time because it's a stranger. Mm -hmm. um, every every other Saturday is not enough time for an 18-month-old. Right. And that's what I told him. Like, you know, you need to see him more often. You need to take him more often, not just every other Saturday. You know, overnight, pick him up from daycare during the week. And is he developing a relationship with, I guess, his stepmom? <laughs> that I do not know. So he takes him in the morning on a Saturday and he brings him back in the evening or whatever else. Mm -hmm. That's it. Have they done any overnights yet? No, and we've talked about that, but he has yet to let me know when. Probably got some stuff going on at home also. That is making that difficult, you know, that. So your, your son is 18 months now, you said? Mm-hmm. 18 months, so you know, almost two years old. You know, walking, talking a little bit, I'm guessing. Talking a lot. Talking a lot. Yeah. Start and you know, not necessarily acclimatized to his dad, but it's also they're not spending as much time together just yet, right? Mm -hmm. From your perspective, mm -hmm. you know, if you could say something directly to his dad that needs to be heard, 
what would it be? I would tell him that he needs to, you know, I understand that he's trying to still work on his marriage, but at the same time, he also chose to be in his son's life. So he's going to need to start making sacrifices and making his son a priority because he doesn't make him a priority. I understand that his wife was there first, but you, you know, you have a son. There are too many Black boys who are not growing up with their father, but you are choosing to be here, so you need to be here. Black boys not growing up with their father. If you choose to be there, be there. Don't mm -hmm. have ass. Be there. B business with your kid. Yes. You know, I mean, and, and this may be a stretch. I would love to have him come on and, and hear his perspective. Yeah, you know, I would. I would love to you know hear what he has to say about you know his co-parenting arrangement because it sounds like he's kind of sorta got one foot in the door with with business and with his kid, but you know he's being pulled in very different directions, and your son is losing out a little bit. Yeah, I mean the thing is he probably would not come on here simply because he doesn't even have pictures posted anywhere of my son. He's still trying to keep him a secret from other people. He doesn't like people being in his business. He always says that, you know, he doesn't like people in his business. He's mad that the courts are even in his business. Like he tries to keep things private, but I'm like, keeping things private is how you got caught up in this, trying to be sneaky. So he, no, he would not come on here, especially with his wife no i also say you know the, the the messiest people are the ones who are always talking about like keep people out of my business it's like mm -hmm. if you don't create situations for people to be in your business you don't have right mm -hmm. um so yeah. um like i always say we've been at this for a little while and we need to wind down to your younger self if there's anything that you would pass on to yourself what would it be um, never listen to a man who says he's separated from his wife. Never believe a man who says he's separated from his wife. I should say never listen to a man who is separated but not legally separated. Because legally separated, that's public information. I can look that up. And I guess to our listeners, you know, if there's anything you want to say to our listeners that you think they'd benefit from hearing. And secondly, you got to make sure to promote, you know, what you're doing with your blog and, and your YouTube? Um, so for the first one, I would just tell people if you don't want to have children, take the proper precautions to have children, to not have children. And for the second one, um, my blog and YouTube is more so lifestyle. So I talk about living a healthy lifestyle because I have been vegan six years now. Um, that's what I talk about on my blog and my YouTube channel. And also finding my own spirituality because I'm not religious. So you can find me on social media. All my handles are Moniqua Lachey. Um, and my blog is moniquelachey.com. M-O-N-I-Q-U-A-L-A-S-H-A-E. So um, I actually did have one more question for you. And then one more observation. Uh, the first one was, were y'all actually doing the pullout game or... You just said, well, I ain't never been pregnant, so I don't think I can get pregnant. No, he was pulling out. However, one particular time he did not, and he told me when it was, and I was just like, well, why wouldn't you? I don't know what happened. I mean, because I don't drink, so there was no alcohol involved, no drugs or anything. So it was just like, well, what made you not? And his answer was? It felt good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so an observation. Mm -hmm. uh, I've heard you say that, you know, um, you had no intents on being a mom. You know, mm -hmm. being a mom was not in your cards. 
-hmm. And now I have since heard you say that um, you had a medulla or a medusa. What do they call them? A doula. Midwife. 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 You had a mm -hmm. midwife. You had incense. You had candles. You wanted the right energy. And you have breastfed for 18 months. Mm -hmm. For somebody who didn't want to be a mom, you sure are being a mom. <laughs> well, the thing is, for the hospital, I mean, I don't know if y'all know, the death rate of Black women giving birth is extremely high. And as far as breastfeeding, formula is expensive. It, for me, and for me only, I just couldn't see myself giving that to my son. If I produce milk, that's what he's going to get. So you blame it on the price of the milk all you want. I think you love being <laughs> a mom, okay? I do. Say, all right, good, all right. And why don't you give us, um, if you were going to date a single dad, the top three questions that you would ask a single dad before you got involved with him? Not oh, a um, married dad, not a half married, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of getting separated dad, a true single, single dad. dad. Okay, first question, um, how many kids? Second question, how many mothers? And a third question, how involved are you with your children? Tell me why those questions are important to you. Um, for one, the first one, how many children? I mean, kind of goes along with how many mothers. I would prefer to date someone if they have multiple children, I would prefer them to be by the same woman because there's no telling what the relationship is like between him and the mother. So if there's multiple mothers, that's multiple personalities. And I know not all the relationships are going to be great. That creates more stress for me and drama that I do not want. And as far as being involved, if I ever decided to have more children and he's not involved with his children, I wouldn't have children with him. I think that's a huge red flag. Although I can say, you know, conversely, I have absolutely seen dudes who have kids with somebody, don't business with their kids, and then all of a sudden become Mr. Mom when they when they end up with somebody else. So mm -hmm. Who knows how it'll play out? But, but yeah. in your case, why, why take that gamble? I hear you. Mm -hmm. So we're going to close out, but I just also want to note that uh, the mom that didn't want to be a mom and the only reason she's breastfeeding is because of the price of milk. Just <laughs> talked about possibly being a mom again. So you can keep saying you don't like this mommy thing all you want. <laughs> you caught up. You, you caught, caught up. The game. You in it the game. You in it now. We thank you. Love thank it. you. Okay. Thank you for joining us, Monique. Thank you for having me. All right. Okay. Single dad, why are you mad?